Welcome to Crossroad Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Bob Ellis. Today I want to, in honor of the moms uh, listening online or, or in, in our congregations, both here in San Antonio and New Braunfels, uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to just share a passage out of 1 Timothy. And, and the Bible says in 1 Timothy, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, in the keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did. With a clear conscience, as night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into, into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So Paul, the great writer of the New Testament, two-thirds of the New Testament, he's writing to his protege, he's writing to his, his disciple, and, and who he has left in charge of a church there in first century Rome. And so Paul is is starting off like most letters to people we write to, and, or maybe we used to. We probably lost the art of, of, of letter writing. And, and, and he writes to him, but he says in his introduction that he is an apostle of Christ by the will of God in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. In other words, he says, I am doing what I do. I'm living the life of faith because of a promise. Today, I want to I share with you the journey that we go through in faith. The, the faith journey that we have, and, and how is it that faith lives in the first place? Paul writes in this letter to Timothy, he says, Faith lives because of a promise. Faith lives because there was a promise that was fulfilled in Christ Jesus. He kept his promise to his disciples. He kept his promise that he would that he would use them and send them. And because of that, God was moving in Paul's life. And then one day he had his own experience with Christ. Faith lives because of the promise. You and I have been given a promise by God and through his son, Jesus Christ. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 20, 1 verse 20, it says, For all the promises of God find their yes in him. All the promises of God. And, and if you were to just go through and just read the promises of God, you'd be spending hours and hours if you just focused on his promises. And the Bible says all of the promises of God are yes in Jesus. Now, is it, would it be fair to say to everyone listening and everyone here that we don't like to hear the word no? I mean, we, when we ask to do something, we want to go somewhere, we want something, no is not the right answer. And when you think about the scriptures and when you think all the promises that God has promised, has, has, has said that this is, this is for my people, this is what I have for my children, 
Can you imagine if they all, all of a sudden, became a bunch of no's? No, you can't have that. No, you're not going to be able to go there. No, I am not going to let you experience that. No, 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 no. I mean, after a while, it would be frustrating. In, in fact, I, I really do believe the very first words we teach our children are no. I mean, when they start doing things you don't want them to do, you say no. When they start to pick up something when they're little babies and put it in their mouth, you say no. I mean, how many times in the first 24 months of, of our children's lives, moms, you should know this better than anybody, how many times did you say yes? I mean, maybe when, when they're eating their carrots or want some carrots, you say yes. And what does the child say? No. But, but how many times does a child ask when they're little or they want something and your first response was no? That doesn't make you a bad mom. That doesn't make us to be bad dads to say no. But, but we say no more than we say yes to our children. Or at least it felt like that maybe as a child. And even as a parent. Felt like I said no a lot. And some of those no's were important because that protected them. But the scripture says that all the promises of Christ are yes. All the promises of God are yes in Christ, rather. So what God has said in his scriptures that he has for his children, what he's prepared for us, the scripture he said to, to the disciples before he went to heaven, he said, I go to prepare a place for you. I go to prepare a place that you can't even imagine. And he, and he talks over and over in Scripture what he has for those who are called into his wonderful promises. The Bible is full of them. In fact, he told Moses, I'm going to send you to the promised land. I've got this promised land for you. It'll be a, a land flowing with milk and honey. In other words, it's got everything you could possibly imagine. See, all the promises of God are yes in Jesus Faith lives because of a promise. Faith lives because what Christ has done. He made it to where the no, and let me tell you what the, the, the great no is. The great no is your life won't have importance. No, you're never going to overcome the, the failures of this world. No, you're not going to make it through your own sins. No, there is no way back. To God. And, and yet, through Christ, we've been given a yes. We're allowed to now go into the very throne room of God and experience God. He's given us a yes in Christ Jesus. He's given us victory over sin and death. We're, we're on the heels of, of the resurrection season of the church. We're, we're, we're approaching Pentecost. We're, we're approaching the time where we start to celebrate and remember the Holy Spirit coming upon the church where God is gifting, enabling, and leading us. See, the Bible says that faith lives because of a promise. And the promise is Christ Jesus. And all of those promises are yes. The, the second part of that, of that verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 20 says, For all the promises of God find their yes in Him. That is why it is through Him we utter our Amen. To God for his glory. Faith lives through the promise of Christ. And our response is, amen. Wherever you are, whether you're here in this sanctuary, whether you're here listening, whether you're there listening online, let me tell you something. The promises of God 
are yes in Christ Jesus. And your response is amen. Let it be. Let it be, God. That's what I desire. That's what my soul longs for. Amen. May it be as you have said. Paul goes on to write Timothy in this passage that we first started reading there. First Timothy. He says, my faith lives because of a promise. He says, but Timothy, let me tell you something about your faith. Your faith lives because of your grandmother. Your faith lives because of your mother. For those ladies who, who raised you, those, those strong women of faith, you have faith. Look what he says. He says, he says, recalling your tears, he, he remembers when they, they said goodbye and that, that relationship they have. He says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which was first lived in your grandmother and, and in your mother. And I'm persuaded now lives in you also. Paul, Paul was reminding Timothy that faith lives because of what Christ has done in the life of of your grandmother and what Christ has done in the life of your mother. And he says, I'm persuaded, I'm convinced, I am sure that faith lives in you also. Paul is encouraging Timothy, but he's reminding him of why faith lives in the first place. Moms, what you've done is not in vain. Showing your children the ways, uh, the ways of the Father, the ways of God. Teaching your children to obey all of these things. Teaching your children to walk in the ways of the Lord. Modeling a Christian life. Modeling a life of faith is something that you can pass on. And if you say, well, hi, I feel like I missed some opportunities, don't we all as parents? Think, oh, I wish I could have done this or I wish I'd done it that way. Look what he says. He says, Timothy, you're where you are because... Faith is being lived out in your grandmother, was lived out in your mother. Whatever season you're in, you're in a season where you can live out faith. Faith lives because of those faithful witnesses, those, those people of faith that, that have gone before us. Faith lives because of the promise that we have in Jesus. Amen to that. But faith first lived in somebody else. And oftentimes that, that was our mothers or our grandmothers or our fathers or our grandfathers. Faith was lived, in, lived out in someone else. It was modeled by someone else. In Timothy's case, it was his mother and his grandmother. See, you and I are surrounded by people who are living the life of faith. Or, or, or right now, we are the people who are living the life of faith and we are modeling it for others. The writer of Hebrews says it this way. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. H have you ever taken some clothes out of the dryer and there's, there's, there's different things clinging to your clothes? Maybe it's a sock clinging to a sweater, or you've got some lint that has somehow attached itself to one of your shirts. And it's just, it's just kind of slapped itself alongside of what you want to wear. But it's clinging to it. Now, in this passage, it says what normally happens is uh, when it comes to faith, heavier things cling to us. And those heavier things that cling to us weigh us down. Like guilt, 
like doubt, shame, apathy. I mean, we could go on and on, right? Different sins, different weaknesses, different uh, areas in which we have been rendered incomplete because of something that has clinged to us. The Scripture says things want to cling to us that weigh us down, that keep us from living the life of faith. But the writer of Hebrews says it this way. He says, but there are people who've gone before us. There are witnesses. In Timothy's life, it was his grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. Who is it in your life? Who has it been in your life? Who has been that person of faith that was that that witness for you? to the life of faith, to the promises of God. Who was that person that revealed to you that that the promises of God are yes in Christ Jesus? And then our job is to say, amen, Lord. Who was that for you? And, and, And if you say, well, I don't know that I had anybody like that, and that happens. I guess the other question is, who are you going to be? What kind of witness are you going to be to the next generation? Because you can still do that. You can still be that faithful witness because faith lives in, and faith lives in somebody else. But I guess the question is, does faith live in you? And does faith live in me? Paul said faith lived through your, through your mom and through your grandmother. But I see faith living in you, Timothy. Faith lives in you. And God's going to use you to be that great witness for the next generation. Church, God sees in us the potential for faith. Some of you are further along than others, and some of us, uh, we we have these up and down moments, but, but God's saying, faith needs to live in you so that others can see. Faith, maybe it was lived out in somebody else, but now it's time for faith to live in you. He goes on to say this. He says, for this reason, and he's been talking to him about how, how he's living this life of faith because of the promise that we have in Christ Jesus. And, and he says, Timothy, you're living the life of faith because of your, your mother and your grandmother. He says, because of this, I want to remind you of something. And this is the thing I think we need to remind ourselves of today. He says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands, or laying on of my hands. For the Spirit... God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. He takes this opportunity to say, Timothy, faith lived in somebody else, but now faith lives in you. And, and maybe, if you're not careful, that those embers of faith are, are getting colder. And, and Paul says to encourage Timothy, he says, it's time to fan the flame. Fan that flame. I know faith lives in you, but it's time to get it going a little brighter. It's time for that that flame to get a little taller. It's time for it to burn a little hotter and a little brighter. Faith lives, but faith needs to be fanned from time to time. The scripture says, well, the scripture gives us an answer of how you can fan that flame. It's very simple, and it might seem complicated, but it's very simple. It says, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Faith lives, and faith lives in other people. But I believe God's trying to say to us, faith lives in you today. And and you, you might say, I don't feel that. I don't feel that I'm walking the life of faith. Well, then fan it. 
Put some oxygen into your, into your flame. Fan the flame. Well, how do you do that? The scripture says hearing. Well, it starts with, well, maybe today, this, maybe this little message will encourage your faith. And, and if this message doesn't encourage your faith, I, I got something that I guarantee you that will. He says, it's hearing the word of Christ. Read his word. Read his promises. And remember, they are yes in Christ. And our job is to say, amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for what we have in you. I ask that you would today fan the flame in each of us. Remind us, take this opportunity, God, to, to stir up in us a, a remi- a re- a remembrances of those people who fanned the flame in our lives. Maybe they were a Paul to us or it was a mother or a grandmother, people who lived this witness this life of faith, and would we in turn want to fan that flame so we can be that to others? Lord, would it be said of us that faith lives in us and that others are convinced and they see it as well? For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information about this podcast and other ministries, visit crossroadstx.church. Thank you.